0: Welcome to the Marketing is Bullshit podcast, your go-to podcast for cutting through all the noise out there about what you should be doing to market your business. I'm your host, Melissa Fisk, owner of Local 44 North, a HubSpot certified marketing group dedicated to helping businesses strategize, streamline, and scale. And today we're going to be talking about three quote unquote old school marketing tactics, um, they're not really old school in the sense of like the Mad Men era of TV ads and like print ads and presenting and, and all of that stuff if you ever watch Mad Men. Um, <laughs> we're not going that old school back, um, but we're these are definitely tactics that for those who have been really living in like the digital marketing and direct to consumer inbound marketing space for the past 10 years or so anyone who's been living in that world, anyone who has a small B2C business is going to think of these tactics as like, quote unquote, dead marketing tactics. Um, But now that may no longer be the case. And I think there is some value in exploring these three tactics. um, And we're going to discuss why. As always, today, I'm joined by Mary Ruth, who not only co stars in this podcast, but she also produces it.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. Um, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but I am currently wrapping up my master's in marketing and communications, and so through that, I have kind of learned, like, obviously some of these older tactics. Um, And so it's been really interesting to learn about that, you know, in a in the school setting, but also like think about it in in the professional setting. Um, So I'm super pumped about this episode. Um, I think it will be cool to kind of reflect on. Um, So, yeah, um, I guess we should get us kicked off with this.
0: Yeah, so and I want to like start by saying I'm definitely not one of those like early adopter types. um, And this is something I learned about like while working for tech startups out in San Francisco. It's like people who want like the cool new technology before anyone else does. Um, I feel like my intro maybe might have made me sound like uh, I'm, like, very snobby or, like, oh, yeah, you could be on the cutting edge with the latest marketing software and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) That is, like, not at all what I'm preaching. Um, And I'm definitely more of a, like, okay, what's tried and true, like, what works. Um, I'm definitely more of a vintage-type person in general. I have all of my mom and dad's old records. I like school rock and roll. My husband recently told me I like old people candy. <laughs> um, I was like, "What?" Because I I bought a bunch of like the mini mounds bars. Do you not know remember? Oh yeah.
1: yeah. Oh yeah, they're good. Right? I didn't know that was old people candy. Yeah,
0: no. <laughs> oh, those are like you
1: know, old people candy. I'm like, what
0: the hell are you talking about? I don't know. I That's so funny. Your mother wants to like them or something. But I was like, okay, whatever. Anyway, my point being, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I am more of a quote unquote like. <laughs> vintage type person more of a like okay like what's tried and true let's not reinvent the wheel um but like when it comes to business and marketing I'm also all about like saving time and making an impact right driving the bottom line um and understanding that like measuring that you know like is this like getting us somewhere <laughs> so like a lot of the newer ways of doing like digital marketing, like direct-to-consumer marketing or whatever, the things that we push on this podcast a lot are the things that have been proven to deliver results to the type of businesses we help out. Um, But of course, like when it comes to business and marketing, um, you know, again, I'm also always looking for quote-unquote like new things to try and if that means we're going to look back at marketing tactics that work in the past, I'm always down for doing that. And so that's what we're going to do in today's episode. Um, and I think, and we're going to try and give like a couple of ideas of how you could potentially implement some of these things into your current marketing strategy.
1: Very cool. I'm still kind of stuck on the um, mounds or old people candy. I'm like trying to think of like other candy that's like kind of considered that. That's actually so funny. Um, but that's a complete sidebar. Um, okay, so I guess we should get into um, the three that we were going to talk about. Um, what is number one on our list?
0: Yeah, so the first one is something that actually when I started at an ad agency in San Francisco 10, 10 years ago, I think it was in 2012. I'd have to go back and check that, but which is wild to me. Um, But when I started there, I actually was brought on at that agency to like expand their digital marketing slash inbound marketing services. Um, So they were kind of like an old school agency at the time in terms of they were still doing a lot of this, this being direct mail, Um, right? Like I feel like that's something that if you're a small business or a direct consumer business, you're like, no way am I doing direct mail. Um, and there's probably a couple of reasons for that. One, it's it's traditionally very hard to measure the impact of direct mail. Because um, yep. you're just like mailing it out to a bunch of people and you're like, okay, I don't know if that got me anything, you know? Um, right. Traditionally, like how it w- would work. Two, it can also be very expensive, right? Like if you're, it, it's hard to kind of, you don't necessarily, you can't necessarily like pick who is... You know, like, oh, well, I know this person engaged with me here. So I'm going to like, like with retargeting ads, for example, you know, it's like people come to your website and you can retarget them. That it was like direct mail doesn't necessarily work that way <laughs> where it's like, right. you're like oh, I'm going to mail to this specific person because I have their address or whatever. Um, I haven't personally looked into like how far this has come, but I do believe just based off of some of the direct mail that I get and have paid attention to that there are better like ways for targeting and things like that. Um, it's no longer just like blanketing things, but especially if you have a local like brick and mortar store, I think direct mail is a super, super impactful way to do. Um, I'm going to talk about this on a local level and on a national level where I think it could be really beneficial. Um, Again, if you have a local brick-and-mortar store, I think that can be, like, super impactful, right? Like, before, you used to get so, like, way back in the, quote-unquote, 90s when I was growing up, um, quote-unquote, to the way back part, not to the 90s, I did, <laughs> 90s. Um, but way back, like, in the 90s when I was growing up, like, I remember my mom would get, like, so much mail every single day, so many catalogs, all of the stuff. You know, so like so much of that just went in the trash, which is awful to think about for the environment now. But nowadays it's, and like no one really got emails, right? Like you, like no one was really doing like crazy promotional emails or like whatever. When you got an email, I don't know, Mary Ruth, have you ever seen the movie You've Got Mail? No. Oh my God. I knew you wouldn't have seen that, but you know. (laughs) Um, Because that, it's like, it's just such a wild. Thing to think about but that was like the early day it's like this whole thing where she had like AOL mail and like gets emails and it's like from the sky and it's like a whole thing I don't know It's like a t-
1: oh my god nope I haven't seen it
0: um yeah go back and watch that for a laugh um, but anyway <laughs> that was like you know like getting an email is like such a like mm, like crazy thing but now it's like if we think about it like getting a letter or something in the mail it's like oh my god this is wild you know mm-hmm. so I think because people aren't getting like a lot of mail you can actually like really stand out in that medium. Um, So again, like local brick and mortar store, great way to like really be like, Hey, we're here. Like even like for Charleston stores, like Charleston, South Carolina, where we are, you know what I mean? Like that's a great way to get traffic in there, whether you're having like an event or if you want to have a sale, Um, if you want to track that, you can send a flyer with a specific thing. That's like, Hey, bring this in for 15% off. You can see like what you get from that. Um, But it's a great way to get like people in your store Um, But it doesn't necessarily have to be for brick and mortar. Another way I've seen this be super beneficial, and it kind of ties into – actually, I'm going to save that one for the second one. But another way I've seen this be really beneficial is just, like, for national brands um, doing, like, really special and trackable, like, promotions through direct mail um i think like furniture it's funny because it's like the companies who have tapped into direct meal mail being successful are all kind of like copying each other like i mm-hmm. think like um uh food subscription boxes you know like oh, yeah. hello fresh or um there's another like spoon one i think or something like blue I,
1: apron yeah like blue all apron. those ones yeah
0: that's what i was thinking it's like i get like things for that so it's like it's funny because like i feel like industries are known to like pay attention to what other people in their industry are doing right so i get like those and then like furniture companies are a big one where it's like it'll be like 10 percent off or whatever off um i get a lot of those so i think like offering a special discount code or special url or they even have like programs that will generate like um not just like a blanket special discount um url like that everyone can use but like it's a custom for every single piece of mail like code or url or something so people can like really track and see how that affects their bottom line um but and especially because like too like you don't necessarily i think like traditionally direct mail was something where it's like oh you got to go through like a company and find all these addresses like you still have to do that to some extent but it was like then you had to like hire a really fancy designer and get them to do like really high-end like design mock-ups and go through all that process and that was expensive but like we we have a a upcoming event for um we have a uh scholarship in my brother's name that we have an event for every year and usually we just invite people on Facebook but this year we wanted to send out some postcards to some people that we know aren't on Facebook and we used Canva to order 50 postcards and it was like 15 dollars. it took me like an hour to make them and it was 15 dollars for 50 of them
1: Wow, you know,
0: we're just gonna like send that out so I mean if you can get creative there's like plenty of programs like Canva I would actually just recommend to use Canva that you can <laughs> that you can use to create like a direct mail piece of your own, and then like go through some kind of company that can send them out. You know, it can be pretty affordable and make a pretty big impact because not that many companies are still doing it. So,
1: yeah. And when you were talking about um, HelloFresh, it was actually super interesting because through being in school, I've ordered my books through a company called Chegg. And every single time I've got new books, like each semester, a HelloFresh, um, like, m- like mail, um, I postcard, well, direct mail, I'm searching for the word, <laughs> um, has been in the box and it's like 16 meals free. And I have used them and like, it works. And so I am just like, that's like brilliant to put in the box with Chegg um, for students that are already, they know that they're super busy and they're looking for that convenience aspect. And um, so, yeah, when you were talking about that, I was like, oh my gosh, this totally like, I've seen this happen time and time again. Um, Genius in my opinion. So um, definitely have had experience with um, direct mail. Um, What is number two on our list?
0: So number two on the list, and this, uh, the example I'm going to give actually combines direct mail in this, um, but it's kind of, it's kind of, we're, we're kind of segway, segwaying from direct mail into like print assets, right? Um, where that again, it's like, I think has been traditionally like something where it's like, no, we don't want to pay like, like how you used to do it was like to pay a designer it was expensive you had to go through all of like these different mock-ups blah 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 and it was a very expensive process to have like i was mentioning a postcard or something that you wanted printed designed but to my point with like canva you know we got 50 postcards for like 15 bucks you know something like that um so print assets obviously um you know not big on like wasting paper so have a plan for what you want don't like just print something for the sake of printing something i'm like oh i'm gonna hand this to people or like whatever you know you want like strategy behind it um one thing that i have seen be successful is having like print assets with qr codes um and man like covid was like like COVID helped out QR, co- I could, can't think of a good like analogy, but COVID helped out QR codes, like nothing else, right? Like I feel like yep. we were all going to restaurants and like using the QR codes for menus, right? Does everyone remember that? I mean, so many places like still do it. Um, yeah. But like that kind of, I think like helped marketers and people be like, oh, these because QR codes came out like forever ago. And there was like a little like people were like, oh yeah, QR codes for like, a hot six months or something like years ago and and then it was like and eh, we don't really see the point in doing this but i think because it was like usually just like qr codes to like go to someone's website and like that's how as far as people like got with it and it's like okay well it's just as easy to type in the website right like i don't necessarily right. like or search it on google i don't need a qr code to do that but like because the technology like advanced a little bit even and and was able to you're able to create like more dynamic like Things that you can get off of the QR code, like you can go right to an email sign up, it can go to like a specific web page or a landing page or things like that, um, has made it be or people just I don't even know that you know I'm no tech wizard obviously, but I don't even know that the technology is that more advanced in that people just got more like creative with how to use them, and I think like Apple made it so that it's you know like a lot easier to do um, at least with an iPhone now um than it than it kind of used to be it was more it was always like there was issues with it you know um or getting it to pull off or whatever and which is why like just typing in the url was easier um but now that people are like using those very quickly and easily to get more information about something i've seen people be really really creative with how they're using those qr codes um going to like conferences we have like some um some of our clients who are in, who sell software, you know, like are still going to these like conferences and exchanges and things like that. Um, and we'll use set, like have a kind of like landing page tied to getting that person's information. Maybe it's like giveaway or something and have it be on a like postcard or a quick little thing that they hand out where it's like they can enter to do something. Um, I think that's definitely, you know, just like one way you can use a QR code with a print asset. Um, You can use a QR code with things that are not print assets like people have done. I've seen people do it with like swag, like where you can um, have have a little QR code on, um, you know, like stuff that you're giving away, like whether it's like a keychain or I even saw someone I think had it on like a Yeti mug like had a QR code oh. it. so it's like that was part of like the swag they were giving away and then had this QR code because um, you can get them like on you can get QR codes like printed on stickers and then it can go to like a website or whatever um so you can like do you can kind of combine you know like I'm saying like print assets but like you know expand that to be like print assets or swag or like marketing collateral again things that kind of have been thought to be like eh, that's expensive and doesn't really like, you know, generate a ton of impact and it's hard to measure, I think with like the combination of using QR codes, you can now kind of do that, right? Because you can measure the traffic that comes to that unique URL that you're giving that QR code. Um, So it becomes something that is a lot more um, effective or you can at least track whether or not it can be effective, Right. Um, yeah. I think that's that's all that's the bottom line right I think that was a problem with some of these tactics is that they were not and um, you weren't able they were expensive time consuming you weren't able to see how it was affecting you if it was um, but the one example sorry what were you going to say Meredith
1: I was just going to say how much QR codes have like yeah. blown my mind like I distinctly remember the first time I went into a restaurant it must have been like obviously, like during COVID um, and it the first time, like it was like taped down on the table. And I was like, what is this for? Obviously, they weren't doing the menus. And I was like, oh, my God, like this is actually nuts. And everybody hovered their phone over the QR. It was just so funny. I was like, I've never in my life experienced anything like this. And so and it just stuck for a lot of restaurants. So, yeah, I was just thinking about how much QR codes have like blown my mind recently.
0: It's, I mean, I've seen all kinds of questions, like pay attention to it. It's like super clever. And oh yeah, um, we might do, I actually might do like an episode like specifically on how like smaller, like direct to consumer businesses could use QR codes. Cause I think it's, yeah.
1: the,
0: I don't know how, how much longer they're going to stick around for, but I still think there's some fun stuff you can do. The one example I wanted to give actually combined, it combines print assets, QR codes, and direct mail. Um, What's that? The flip flop band Tiki's? Is that? Am I pronouncing? That? Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Tiki's.
0: So, I mean, they combined like six marketing tactics in this stunt that they did around right before Black Friday, and I was like, whoa, mind blown, because they combined a bunch of like old school and new school marketing tactics. They sent out a flyer. I mean, they're a bigger brand too, so they had the budget to do it, but they sent out a mass, like big printed not just like a postcard size, but like almost like a half of an eight and a half by 11. I'm not sure what the dimensions are, but I'm sure you guys have all seen like those in the mail. Um, just like a one sheet or whatever. It had a QR code on it. And what you had to do was go and they were advertising that they were going to text message their Black Friday sales to whoever signed up for it for their text message alerts via the QR code um, before they announced their Black Friday sale to everyone else. Oh, wow. I mean, the, like to break this down, like I, the level of like ge- – I got this in the mail and I was like, god damn, the level of genius mm-hmm. on like so many different ways. It was using so many like great marketing tactics. Um, one, the direct mail piece that not a lot of people are doing Two, the QR code, which was like, yep. okay, great. three, the idea of like exclus exclusivity, right. Where it's yep. like, Hey, sign up and you'll be the first to get this discount, this special discount. And it was like a, and it was, they were advertising like 50%, 70% off. So it was like, that's another great marketing tactic is like doing like big, big sales, uh, you know really really incentivizing people um but in order to get all that you had to sign up to their text messaging program which i i know that that's texting is like such a great way nowadays um it's like the new quote-unquote like email marketing for b2c businesses but it is super super challenging to get people to opt in to give you their number for text updates i mean yep. some people some people yes yeah, some people know um and then you got to be, you have to be like really careful with it because I think you can like almost go like too over the top with it. Um, I get, I've been getting like text messages from World Market for like two years now. I want to say, and they do a really good job. Um, side note on <laughs> this yeah. tactic, um, but the, because they only do like a couple of months, you know, and so I yeah. never unsubscribe because it's not super obnoxious. But I definitely like have opted in for text message promotions from some companies. And I'm just like, well, like too much. But um, anyway, and, and so they did that. And then, um, you know, had their, that's, they, you opted in your phone number or whatever. And that's how you got notified about their Black Friday sale. Um, So that's like so many different like marketing tactics, right? Then it's like the text messaging and then also like capitalizing on Black Friday in like a different way. It was just totally totally kind of mind-blowing like wow they really combined a bunch of stuff um I'd be interested to know obviously I don't have any inside information for that um but I'd be interested to know how that uh played out for them I bought flip-flops from that sales so <laughs> I can say at least they got one customer from it um but yeah <laughs> I thought that was super creative right like combining a bunch of different like the old school and the new school direct mail a, a direct mail print asset with a QR code, but to get a um, email update with when they had their Black Friday sales and get the code for the 50 or 70% off. Uh, but yeah, thought that was really interesting. I think there's a lot of cool stuff you could do there. Like I said, I think we'll probably follow up with an episode all around like QR codes and what you can do to kind of make that um, impactful for your direct to consumer business.
1: And speaking of like text messages, you were saying like World Market does it like a great job. Um, one that like I recently noticed that I get so many per week that I just need to completely unsubscribe is Good American by Khloe Kardashian. Love you, Khloe Kardashian. Hi. I can't. <laughs> I. I, it's the craziest thing. I remember I put in my phone number because I had an item in my cart and I never actually like bought the jeans. And so I'm like, I'm just signed. It's the craziest thing. like, I really never bought anything from this company, but of course they have my phone number and send me like multiple, multiple messages every single week. And I'm like, I need to unsubscribe, but I do love you, Khloe Kardashian. Um, but yeah, so I was like, you know what? She's talking about one that does it really well. I'm going to say one that like kind of goes a little bit overboard because okay. we all have those. Um, But yes, yeah, so that's, that's just something that I was thinking about. I was like, oh my gosh. um we should, we should definitely
0: do like an episode on, I feel like, text messaging for
1: sure. God, yes. Oh my gosh. So much there that I feel like people will be yeah. like nodding their heads, listening to us go back and forth about yeah. like the craziness of that and like going completely overboard and making people unsubscribe. Um, which is like the complete opposite of the whole point of what they're trying to do. But that's for another episode that we'll do because um, there's so much there. Um, okay, so that was number two. Um, what is the last one on our list? The last one on our
0: list, and again, I feel like so many people are probably like a lot of people are going to be like, wait, is that like a quote unquote like uh, old school thing to do? Um, but that is like sponsoring events. I think people are are a lot of times like, wait, but I still do that. Um, and I think like it this, you know, and to kind of uh, this still being something relevant that you can do, I think so many people do this and they don't do it well. That's like why we did the episode on like event marketing, right? Like where we talked about like if you're going to an event or sponsor an event or be at a conference or something like that. The old school way of doing it is like you're like oh we'll just go and like we'll get a bunch of sales. Um, that has proven again and again and again and again to not be successful, um, especially when compared to other like more digital marketing and inbound marketing tactics. Uh, so don't do events that way. But I do think that listen to that episode because I do think if you approach an event, um, whether you're sponsoring it or it's a conference or you're hosting it or whatever, I do think there's ways that you can still do those successfully um but what I really wanted to talk about um was just like genuinely sponsoring an event even if it's like you just put like some money in or whatever and don't go that like full-blown create an entire strategy around it or whatever I do think that can still like be super beneficial for your business and brand um and specifically around um more like local events and or more um, more um, community like activism events or like more um, you know like local community like fundraising events for something important to the community or um, things like sustainability or things like that per what we talked about in our um, Gen Z episode. You know, this is definitely something that the next generation cares about. Like they care about connecting with brands and businesses that care about like their impact on the environment, their impact on the community that they're in, um, the impact on the people that they serve, their impact on the people that they employ. Um, those are all things that like really genuinely matter to Gen Z. Um, so I think that you know by finding events or community activism, um, things that, you know, fit well with your brand or your business. I think getting behind that can, you know, it might not be in the way that it's traditionally thought of. It's like, oh, go here and you'll make a bunch of connections and make a bunch of sales. But I do think it can be beneficial for um, just the strength of your brand and overall like brand recognition and building loyalty, like with your customer base to kind of pick some of those things that matter to you and your company and get behind them. Um, And I think a lot of people will relate to that and connect with that.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think that they'll realize that like that matters more because like you said, like Gen Z really, really cares about um, that aspect nowadays. And I think that's super cool and important and um, definitely something to keep in mind when thinking about sponsoring, events. Um, so yeah, that rounds out our three um, tactics. Did you want to just do like a quick one, two, three um, recap for our listeners?
0: Yeah, because definitely, I definitely got long-winded on, on a lot of that. <laughs> um, but I think like, and ultimately too, before I do a quick little recap, like the biggest takeaway from this episode should be that you know, especially if you're a business that has come into business in the last five years, you probably have never even like thought of these because they're just not the quote unquote like norm way to like market your business. But like looking at these from like Mary Ruth, you have such a like educational based like marketing background where you've learned, I'm sure about like all of this stuff and even more more further back, (laughs) um, different marketing tactics and things like that. So I think it's always like, you know, you can't let your marketing get stagnant ever. Like right. so you always have to be like and it's exhausting, I know. But like always thinking about like what can you do like new and fresh. And sometimes that what you can do new and fresh isn't necessarily quote unquote like new or fresh. Like sometimes it's looking back or like figuring out how you can like integrate aspects of the old and the new like tiki's did. Um so Yep. The three things, though, just to, like, look at and try and consider um, for your business, one, direct mail, um, two, print and or kind of, like, swag assets that represent your company that are combined with having a QR code, um, because that's, again, like, combining the physical promotional asset with the digital world that's, like, trackable and able to kind of understand the analytics behind the effectiveness of that tactic. Um, And then three, sponsoring events. Just a quick note on that. Um, Again, I think that can be just like really great for helping you align, um, you know, your audience with what your brand values and your company mission and all that is. So all three really great things to consider depending on what your business is or what you do. Um, As always, if you have any thoughts on today's episode or questions um, or just wondering, or just wanting to talk like ideas for any stuff that kind of came to your mind while we we're talking about some of these things, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can visit us at local44north, that's local44thenumbersnorth.com, um, and head on over to the contact us page. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening in to the Marketing is Bullshit Marketing is Bullshit podcast. We hope you'll tune in again.